3: Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with Hackmaster oh, There we go. Let's try that again. You, you ready? Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with
4: Hackmaster Raft, Dave Ashram, MD,
0: Alex Brampnard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt,
4: and
3: Andy Brampnard. I was pretending my mic didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
5: Like like the listener would even know the well, but was that. I,
6: no, I
3: did it for your benefit, not the listener's. Oh. But, you know, that's just how it goes. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest?
7: Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries.
3: For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan.
9: Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned.
3: Uh, there is it's shocking headline of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just going to floor you guys. It's going to blow you away. Have you looked at the news yet today?
0: I did not. Ralph? I don't nope. like to start my
5: not day out yet. with uh, yeah. happiness. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done my once a decade look at the news. There
3: you go. Okay, here's a headline. You ready? This is going to shock you. It's a shocker. Whistleblower. Twitter has egregious security gaps.
6: Who <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, didn't
3: know that? of course they do they lie like a sumbitch over there well,
5: i guess it depends on what they mean by security gaps so,
4: that's not news that's just sort of uh, uh just stating the obvious
3: well i'll just read the first paragraph Andy, and maybe they'll answer your question what your question was what what did you want to know i mean what does it mean by security gaps pieter Zatko. Mm -hmm. Former security chief of the social media platform has filed a complaint. Elon Musk has been trying to wriggle out of his uh, $44 billion deal to buy Twitter. And two new reports from CNN and the Washington Post may help out the richest man in the world in those endeavors. Both outlets have seen a complaint filed by whistleblower Pieter Zatko, uh, Twitter's former head of security, and a famous veteran hacker known as Mudge alleging that the uh, social media platform isn't doing what it should do, uh, should be doing uh, to fight spam and bots and has serious flaws in its safety and security measures against hackers. So do you think there's a possibility that Pieter got a, got a check written to him by Elon Musk? Mm. Or do they really have – well, they do have security problems, yeah, no question. I
0: haven't heard anything about that whole thing. Is Twitter – Suing Elon Musk for not buying it? Does anybody heard anything? Well, there was
5: a clause in there that they had to prove what percentage of their users were bots, right. and they're refusing to do it. So, right. so Elon the- is in the right there if he wants to back out.
0: Oh, because everybody was like, this is going to go to the highest court. He- no, it's,
5: no, there's, no, it's all part of the contract. It's Twitter being Twitter. Okay.
6: Once
3: again, people believe what they want to believe. Oh, boy, is that yeah. ever It's true. not the truth. It's what I want to believe is the truth is what I believe.
4: <laughs> Good God. All, all the comments on Twitter are made by individuals of great concern and great yes. intellect. They're yes. not They're... machine. They're not machine <laughs> yet. They're not bots. That's what people want to believe. So. You know, it's just bizarre. Bizarre. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this, you know,
3: I just looked at the headlines quickly because we got Timmy Lammers coming up in about seven minutes, mm-hmm. and then we got Kristen Burt's going to be on afterward. Uh, you know, that was, a, that was a that was a headline that stuck out. There's a bunch of stuff about, I don't know, a report puts a number on Trump's classified documents, 300. But I have a question for you. If he declassified him, which he could do as President of the United States... How were they still classified? Well, yeah, that's true. I'm you not trying to defend though. him. I'm just asking a question.
0: I have no idea why. Would, why do you take any records with you when you leave office? Well, I, I would. I agree. mean,
3: unless
0: unless it's your own <laughs> legal documents for something or uh, or something somebody's accusing you of, and you've got the proof that you didn't do what they're accusing you of. But why don't why don't they just have a team go through all this stuff and and mark off what they took?
3: Because there's a very good chance that none yeah. of it exists.
0: Or that? No, well,
3: that's true. Yeah, you you think those documents might not, might not even exist? I would say probably not. Uh, I know this is going to crush Ralph because he's a huge fan. But Fetty Wap pleads guilty, faces him five years in prison. So, Fre- Fetty what? Fetty, Fetty, Fetty Wap? Wap?
4: Who's that? Oh, there's no. The, is there is there no? Is, is there he no a rapper? Justice? Oh, sounds no, like a rapper. I can't believe yes, that is. someone like that could be accused.
3: I mean, if Fetty, Fetty Wap, Wap can't murder someone, who can? <laughs> okay, did he murder someone? I don't know if he murdered someone. no, he got only five years, so he probably didn't murder anyone. Uh, I'll, I'll check. Uh, drug charges, cocaine. Oh, cocaine charges. He conspired with a drug gang. Oh, he was he was dis, he was
5: dealing and distributing. Guilty to yeah, just guilty of conspiracy to distribute and Ooh. possess.
6: Ooh.
3: Boy, how'd you like to be uh, the picture of Fetty Wap pleading guilty, facing minimum of five years? Right in the background, over the uh, just over his uh, left shoulder, VMTV. So MTV gets thrown under the bus by. Shown <laughs> shown with a cocaine dealer. Gee, thanks a lot. I appreciate that. I, I mean, didn't even know
0: MTV was still a thing. I know. Are they still a thing? Has anybody watched I them? I don't
3: think so. I haven't. I never was a watcher of MTV. I never liked it. Well,
0: did they even do just music videos or
4: I, Back in the day, don't they, they, they did. make
0: oh. their own shows or something? Oh now? yeah,
4: they're they're yeah. onto. I think reality TV. They have yes. all their, their shtick, and they have. Look at my crib. Is that is what that ends? Look, look at am, my crib? Look what I got. Look, what I <laughs> look at my, my crib, crib, baby. Look at my crib. You know, well, that.
3: I watched it at first because Duran Duran was one of the first groups on MTV, and I you oh, know handled cool. Duran Duran for Capitol Records. So I'm still upset I didn't get to go see them last Friday. I wanted to go see them, but it just didn't work out. No doubt about it. We should mention, Catherine, since we dedicated the, the first uh, part of the show yesterday to it, your sister is still hanging in there. It's she amazing.
0: is hanging in there.
3: Seven days—that's pretty amazing. There's no doubt about that. Some people though last a couple of weeks. I guess that's the word, anyway.
0: Yeah, it's kind of shocking to really think that you can, yeah, live like that for so long.
3: I would agree, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. But in any case, Andy, uh, as we move on, uh, I, let me just say that good choice to look at the headlines every ten years. Mm-hmm. Once every ten <laughs> years is is good enough that's because right.
0: it's pretty much the same story.
3: Yeah, it is.
4: Just <laughs> different people. Or
0: at war Just someplace else.
4: Or same people.
0: Every every 10 yeah. years, it's, they crash the economy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they do. They do. It's, it's true. I mean, the uh, pandemic, we don't always have that every 10 years. But I'm no. thinking we might from now on. Oh, no, we do. We We have, might. We
4: have that every other year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, we have Zika virus. We have oh, Epstein-Barr virus. We had swine, flu, uh, bird swine flu. flu, bird flu. You know, COVID was the one that they just sort of acted on. whereas. Yep.
3: Now I have a question for you because I did not read the story I haven't seen it yet but I've been told by several people that Fauci now admits that he was one of the developers of the covid uh the covid he would never. virus I
0: thought, would, I thought we knew that
3: but he helped to invent the virus he, he would said, never admit that Well he was
0: doing that gain of function stuff yeah, He was yeah,
3: yeah he was
0: That's What they were doing
3: It was all and he will not use gain of function did you know he said that it had nothing to do with gain of function well, now, apparently, I like I said, I, I'm just going on what a bunch of other people have told me. So, But apparently uh, he he helped develop uh, the condition.
0: I have a um, little audio I'd like to play, if I may.
3: I was, I was busy attacking Italians. Why did you cut me off? It's I was very upset. <laughs> <laughs>
10: anyway, go ahead.
0: Okay. Hold on, what is hold that on. noise? Hold on, hold on. That's it.
10: Oh, it's mom. How many stars are on the United States flag? 103.
1: 103?
10: That's a lot of stars.
1: Yeah. Um, 32. What ocean is on the east side of the United States? What ocean?
10: Can I Google it?
2: <laughs> what did she say? You guys Google.
10: Know this? It. I know this. I don't know this.
2: What country is
5: the Queen of England from? <laughs> Not a policy, yeah,
6: I, well, oh I don't God!
5: Know I really don't know. Just take a guess. Like, what country is the Queen of England from? Europe. I don't know.
3: Europe is a country. I don't know. I
5: just take a guess. What's the capital of the United States?
2: Um, the um, uh, there's a capital? Oh, what, yes. Leslie? Take a guess. Um. New York. Um, I don't know. Uh, but- probably California. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it is.
7: No, nah, the United States. We know.
2: No, wait I don't even want to think, cause I don't want to sound dumb. Well, just uh, there's no capital of the Yeah, university. literally. Isn't it, just, what? is there no capital? Correct. <laughs> was that right? No. Oh. <laughs> you guys are UCLA. You <laughs> literally
5: students? go to
1: UCLA. Oh, it's not, yeah. Yeah. Who was well. the
5: first president of the United States?
2: <laughs> Abraham Lincoln.
5: Can you name the uh, three Kardashian sisters?
0: Uh, Kim, Courtney,
2: and <laughs> Chloe. Oh, those three um,
5: Kardashian sisters' names.
0: Courtney, Kim, and Chloe. Chloe, Courtney, and
7: Courtney.
2: Yeah. yeah. Bonus points for the brother. Um, Robert.
5: The
7: Kardashian's brother. Oh, they name. know all
5: the Kardashians of what? course. Robert. What are the Kardashian sisters' names? Uh, I don't even know. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know. Okay. That one. You get respect for me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> for
3: not knowing that.
0: UCLA students don't know the oceans.
5: Universities are useless at this point. They don't they know the are. oceans. Well, that's secondary school. Well, that's I mean, yeah, that's like yes. Yeah. You should
0: know that by fifth grade at they, well, at Yes, least you should. At but the
5: most yeah, all all of, all of our public schools are useless at this point,
3: unfortunately.
0: We're, the yeah, United States doesn't have a capital. A college student doesn't know where our capital is. <laughs> it's
3: California. Didn't you hear? No, we
0: don't even have one. <laughs> we don't even have
4: one, Tom. It doesn't ad- ad- exist. Admitted <laughs> to a university, a respected university. Yeah. 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 No what concept of what could play- their
0: GPA be. What could
2: their GPA be? Well, they're not be? studying that. No, they're not. They're studying, you know... This is common knowledge. They no, would cut into their time sh-
5: learning about slavery and the Holocaust. The only <laughs> well, two like, things they teach in I, school. I, yeah, I
2: saw a video the other day. It was this white guy dressed in, like, Mexican attire. He had, like, the taped-on oh, like taped mustache, oh, sombrero, the poncho, and he walked around a college campus. Was he in brownface? No. But he walked around the college campus, and he walked up to every like all these students, and he was like, "Does my outfit offend you?" And they were like, "Yes, it's cultural appropriation. Yes, I'm offended. Are you Mexican?" Da da da. All of them were offended. Then he went into a like Mexican neighborhood. Oh, they loved it. And they were like, "Why would that offend me? I love it. It exactly. looks
6: great. On you. Think, we Wait.
2: think you look
0: great. Yeah, yeah that's I think what you they look said. Like, why would I be upset about it? It makes me happy to
2: see. Well, this is
5: decades old. Speedy Gonzalez. A bunch of. White people tried to get him canceled because he was insensitive. The only reason they kept him was because a bunch of Mexicans said, don't get rid of don't Speedy get rid Gonzalez.
3: Speedy yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's been going on for well, that's decades.
2: Well, like the whole Latinx thing. Latinx. I'm online. I will
0: tell you what you should be offended
2: about. I have a question yeah.
3: <laughs> for you, though. Why is it not okay to honor somebody else's culture by wearing their clothing? How, how is that offensive?
0: I don't know. Nancy Pelosi does it constantly. That's true. Now, she does it all the yeah. time.
3: Yeah, she does. What does well, she do?
0: Oh, remember when she took a knee? She took a knee for George Floyd. And oh, she yeah. was wearing a. She was wearing like African's African
5: garb. Yeah, that was yeah, so weird. Oh, I don't
0: remember that.
3: That sounds Betsy ridiculous. Hodges was
0: always getting Somali costumes on mm-hmm. all the well,
5: time. Oh, she was always wearing a head yeah, head she was always wrap. Always doing something. Yeah, she was, yeah. yeah. All I know is this word offends me, so I'm going to change it. To Lammer X. Lammer X. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's a good title. You Lammer know what?
11: X. Not only was Nancy Pelosi wearing that, everybody in Congress was wearing. Yeah, it. they all yeah, they wore were. the the. I forget a what scarf they're called. Or it's something. like yeah, yeah, it's basically like a, sort of.
5: a, an African scarf that goes around the back of your neck and hangs down. Yeah, like the, I don't know the right, name right, of it. Right. Yeah,
0: like a
11: high priestess. It was yeah. hilarious.
5: It sounds like, like a now, shawl.
11: Just going kind back of, a, yeah. a couple of minutes before that, who were you talking about with Mexican uh, offending? Wearing... Just some
3: guy on the internet did a viral video. Yeah, and they were white people were offended, but Mexicans loved it. Mm-hmm.
11: <laughs> well, let me let me tell you something, and and I I kind of love these guys for doing oh, this. Oh my god! Um, but uh, you know, I told you earlier on the KQ anyway. I I interviewed Jamie Fox for um, uh, the vampire movie date. Day uh, shift. Yeah, and I day wish I would. Shift. Somebody else asked him the question. Um, whatever happened to All Star Weekend? He made this movie in 2016. It never saw the light of day. Uh, had a bunch of big star cameos in it. Uh, among them, he had Robert Downey Jr. Now, of course, you got to remember: in 2008, Robert Downey Jr. played a black man in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. right. Okay, right. I remember that. <laughs> In 2016, Jamie Foxx had him play a Mexican man in this All-Star Weekend movie. Right, right. (laughs) And 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 it never saw the light of day. And basically, Jamie Foxx said, you know what? We got to wait till things settle down where comedy can be funny again. Yeah, but we don't have to wait. Yeah, well, you know, that's they know they're going to get crushed. Um, if they put it out, I guess you're right. When is the, when is the time going to be right again? I don't think it ever will be right again. I don't know how you could possibly turn the corner on something like this when it gets worse by the day, you know, and you're talking about the highest profile actor out there. Robert Downey Jr. Doing this again, uh, after Tropic Thunder, he's doing it again now as a Mexican man in, uh, this all-star weekend movie.
3: Well, I will tell you, I also saw yesterday, that I don't know what market they're in or whatever, but there's some politician out there who's very, very upset because uh, she's calling for uh, the title of the book, Death of a Salesman, to be changed. Why? Because it's offensive.
0: Because it's Oh, because it's a
3: man. Man. Yep.
0: He is a salesman. I know he he's a salesman.
3: He objectively is a man. Salesman. But that, that's Person? the problem. He is a man. Mm-hmm. So why can't he be a salesman? You could be a saleswoman. Death of a sales, sales rep. Person.
0: It has to be death of a sales
5: rep. Dale,
3: death of a sales rep. Uh, it's, if
5: it's referring to a specific person,
4: then
3: what is exactly the problem? There is no problem, well, but they're just creating one.
4: I, I, and well, we're going to change the names of literary works?
3: Yeah.
11: No, it was we're a book, not.
4: It wasn't a book, too,
11: wasn't one it? One
3: of the greatest books yeah. ever written.
11: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, look, um, you do that and you're only empowering them. Actually, yeah, you're right. You're empowering these people by merely covering it. Just ignore them, you know, ignore them, because it is so ridiculous. And in what universe is some publisher going? I, I would imagine there are. But in what what universe are they actually going to change the title yeah. of a classic literary work? Can't do it. Arthur uh, Miller wrote that, I think, right? Arthur Miller. Uh-huh.
3: Phenomenal writer. Yes. Did okay with the chicks, too, man. What? Wasn't he married to Marilyn Monroe? Was he? Wasn't
11: uh, a lot of
6: people said. He was. <laughs> and yeah. in
11: this upcoming Marilyn Monroe biopic, it's not necessarily a biopic. It's sort of a fantasy slash biopic. But uh, Adrian Brody is going to play Arthur Miller. I
3: love Adrian Brody. What a talent. And
11: and Bobby Cannavale is going to play Joe DiMaggio. Oh,
3: Perfect. That's perfect. It really is.
11: Yeah. So, again, uh, really, I think maybe at this point the only way to stop any of this madness is just to take these outrageous claims or whatever, uh, these, what what do you call it, Uh, these movements, and just don't. See, but that's the problem. The news wants this sort of stuff because they know it's going to piss us off, and they know it's going to get clicks. Yeah, that's
3: true. You know, you just reminded me of something that's very painful for me, and it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> but I was visiting a friend of mine. I can't say who it was or where he lived, but he was, he was a very wealthy guy, real good businessman and whatever. But he wanted me to bring him something, and I can't remember what the hell it even was. But I was going to go to somewhere, because he called me. He said, oh, you're going there? Would you mind just bringing me one, too? I, I don't remember what it was. But I went out to his house, and we schmoozed for a while, and I said, well, i got to get going. i got a voiceover. I gotta, this is many, many, many years ago. I missed meeting Arthur Miller by about 2 minutes.
6: Oh. God,
3: it would have been great to meet Arthur Miller. I would have, I would have held on to that moment forever. I missed oh, him by about man. 2 minutes cuz I had to leave to go do a voiceover. But oh. all I ever do is deliver.
11: You know what I mean? That's right. You you that's how committed you are, Tommy. The guy Put that as your tagline, Tom Bernard, voice artist, the guy who misses meeting Arthur Miller to do his work. Exactly, yeah.
3: by two minutes. Well, the same thing happened to Paul McCartney.
11: You're a hero.
3: I was supposed to sit and talk to Paul McCartney face-to-face to an interview, but I said, sorry, I have to pick up my son from school. I can't do it.
11: You know Which what? McCartney thought was great, <laughs> That's actually. That's crazy. Well, you know what? One time, I uh, it was my daughter's, my oldest daughter's yeah. first play in uh, at school at U of M Morris, she was going to at the time, and I uh, had a chance to talk with Christopher Nolan uh, oh, for Interstellar. I and I told, I told the publicist assistant, I says, look, I just, this is her first deal. I cannot miss it. And she goes, you know what? Don't worry. We'll reset it. In fact, I won't say the publicist name, but she'll say, you know what? She's actually going to appreciate the fact that you're doing that. So, yeah, no yep. problem. They reset it and the interview went great, you know. But, you know, yeah, come on, man. It's your kids. You're not going to miss that for anything.
3: All right, one more before we move on and hear about the new movies and streaming and all the rest of it. Uh, <laughs> so, some people think America sucks, right? And America's terrible, isn't it? Yep. Horrible country. Well, apparently, on the most important national holiday in Hungary, two weather forecasters predicted that it was going to rain and they would have to cancel the fireworks display on the country's most important national holiday. Oh, they said no. it's going to rain. They postponed the fireworks. It didn't rain. Both of them were fired by the
11: government.
3: (laughs) The government stepped in and had them fired.
11: (laughs) uh, You know what? I mean, I'm laughing. I thought you were going to say they executed them. I
3: wouldn't doubt eventually if they they probably
11: will. They they killed their careers.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That is hilarious, though. You get fired because you said it was going to rain and it didn't.
11: Yeah, well, you know what? I know Paul Douglas uh, and... um, he says you would not believe how pissed off people get oh, I at bet. him because of the weather. Like it's like he's the one controlling it, you know? But yeah, like, right. he's a great guy and it's like, how can you get mad at Ball? Really?
3: Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, I don't like, know him it, at all. I met him one time but I don't really know yeah. him. I don't he's think he liked it when guy. I called called him Victor Victoria, but maybe you got offended by what... <laughs> <laughs> well, the call me plenty of names. I don't get mad. What if, hey you yeah, know what? I'll give you an example. Yeah next week, I get to throw out the first pitch at a Twins game. As a matter of fact, a week yeah. from tonight it is, right? Well, one of my neighbors bought like 25 hats because I told him about a sign that appeared at the World Series in 1987. And it was draped over the left field wall in 1987 at the Dome. And he made the hats that said the same thing, the banner, because I would criticize the team if they lost for no good reason. or what. I'd go after him. I didn't always support the Twins. Love the Twins. Uh, but they put up a huge banner that said, Tom Bernard, IQ 92. <laughs> <laughs> so John, our neighbor, had 25 hats made up that says, uh, Tom Bernard, IQ you
0: 92. Know, this, this <laughs> you know, it, it's just clear that you've got so much in, in common with uh, Nikola Tesla.
3: I have a lot in common it, with Tesla. His, his
0: last words to his mother were, all these years I have spent in the service of mankind and brought me nothing but insults and humiliation. It's just mm. exactly like you. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds
11: exactly yeah. like. You. Yeah. It's exactly, look, Tommy is I've you're said a saint. this before, it's but true. the key to longevity in this business, you gotta have a sense of humor oh, about yourself. Yeah, Otherwise, you forget it, man. Well, oh, they
3: just bury you. They would absolutely bury you.
11: Yeah. Well,
3: they tried. Didn't work. No. Nope. What are you gonna do? Well, I, I got God. I was gonna ask you about a movie that I saw streaming. Uh, I haven't seen, I, I saw that it was going to stream. I didn't watch the movie yet. Now I forgot the name of the damn movie but uh, you
11: know who's in it or what no, it's about. I'll,
3: it'll it'll occur to me. It'll pop in, my, in into my noggin at some point here but
11: Did you see um Orphan First Kill yet? Or... No, I was
3: waiting for Alex. Alex and I are going to watch it oh, together. Okay, good, good. We're going to wait um, for her. Otherwise,
11: so. day, day Shift with Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco is really really good. Really entertaining. It's a vampire movie but it's a John Wick meets vampire movie. Ooh, I like John Wick. Yeah, yeah, it it's a
6: little the
3: guy like John though. Wick. Don't
11: you yeah, think? Yeah. Lots of beheadings in this one that are very creative.
3: <laughs> okay, well, see there you go.
11: But it's funny. I mean, it's it's a it's an action comedy horror movie. Kind of like John Wick meets Evil Dead, except for the, they're not deadites, they're vampires. Sure. So, it's really really funny, really really good. I need to know, have you finished Afterlife yet? No.
3: No, we got two more episodes. Tom,
11: Tom's
0: oh. eking them out. I he am, doesn't want the series to end. I
3: don't want it to end. I love that show.
11: Oh, god! You it's are funny. in for something really, really special. Damn the last it. episode. Don't do last it to episode me. Episode is you got it to, right now. Tate
10: CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader.
0: Yeah. Yeah. what was that movie we just watched about the magellan ships
3: magellan magellan ships,
5: ships.
0: yeah the gold and the they were go, jumping from, oh yeah from that the was cargo good cargo into
3: the it plane it was uncharted or something like that uncharted. oh you
5: watched the uncharted movie was yeah. it uncharted oh,
3: uncharted's a video Holland. game series a very popular video game oh, series it's a video game series? let me make sure oh. that's Nathan Nathan Drake. Was, yeah, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Let me make sure. You guys talk amongst yourself. I'll look. i look. I think it was Uncharted. Andy, but it I'm sounds
5: sure. like Uncharted, yes.
3: Oh, does it? Yes. The, the thing whole was. thing about Uncharted
5: is Nathan Drake. He's basically Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. He goes and finds, yeah, treasure, and there you go. Oh,
3: so yeah. That well, is and it. they
0: set it up for a sequel.
3: Well, of course. The there's very end. Yeah, there's yeah. multiple Uncharted <laughs> they did, movies. Didn't they? Yeah.
11: Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. That's right. That's who was in yep. it, yes. Yeah, and, that's uh, the right movie. Yeah, yeah, it well, was. Yeah, it is I the right think movie. Think how absolutely. big of a role it is. But there's a guy. Do you remember a guy wearing an eye patch in it? Uh, I don't really know. Really no. I don't it might have been a smaller role. You know, it's been so long, and I didn't realize it till after I interviewed him for a movie called Samaritan, which is coming out this Friday on Prime Video with Sylvester Stallone. Really good movie. It's it's more like a gritty superhero movie, but not one of these wearing shiny costume sorts of movies. A guy that. Is um, he stepped away from the game, and he for a reason, and and he's hiding in plain sight. But uh yeah, so this guy—he's a Dutch actor, Pilou Aspect—is his name, and he's in that, and he's oh, a real badass. Thank, thanks, like, Mom and hey, Dad. I know that's
5: a terrible name. Thanks, well, he's—you
11: know Dad. what <laughs> though? <laughs> you know what though? It's—he's Danish. So P. Lou, Pilou, P-I-L-O-U. Uh, yeah, apparently might be, it might be like John over there or, Sounds or like a whatever. rice dish Peter, peanut? you know, yeah. who knows
5: I don't know. Rice Still, peanut. I don't want to be named P. S. thank you P.
3: S.
11: <laughs> hey, you know what though, this guy You don't want to tease him to his face Because this son of a bitch looks like he's going to kill you He's Don't got that somebody. stare, man. It's like, I'm going to kill
5: I'm you. I'm very far from Holland, or whatever you said.
11: <laughs> it's a great guy, though, but scary looking. You know, this movie <laughs> His
0: was, eyes. This movie is one of those where they're, you know, the cargo is coming out of the cargo ship. It's stuck on something, right. and people are climbing up the cargo packages, jumping back into the... Airplane! It's like yep. hilarious stuff. It's like so impossible. Oh wait, my foot is caught in the netting, and I'm just hanging there, yeah. and I'm I'm just going to yank it off, and then it's I'm going to jump back on the car. Boat. Uncharted!
5: It's like if you took <laughs> all of the unrealisticness of Indiana Jones yeah. and yeah. then ramped it up by ten. That's that, what they. Yeah, do. that's
0: why it's uh, to me. Those kind of movies are they're just they're just stupid fun. You know.
3: Well, the just, cargo's uh, hanging out the cargo door, and the plane's going along at you know five hundred miles an hour, or whatever. He jumps about thirty feet over the crate into the airplane. <laughs> about thirty feet.
0: Going, however fast a cargo plane <laughs> like goes. Like I said, about five hundred <laughs> miles an hour,
5: Pretty fast. No big deal.
0: <laughs> just yeah. cracks me up.
6: So so is
5: it good, though. Based on the game, I, I think, so? think so. Or maybe it's one yes, of it, on it, oh, it is. Oh, it is. Okay.
4: Maybe it's <laughs> one of the first uh, movies based on a game that really was. Successful? That not horrible? Well, they
0: did it. That was fine. Did There's it, been a it,
4: few not terrible Did it make ones.
0: money?
5: Uh, I'm Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Budget 120, box office 400, so not a ton, oh. but
11: some. And when yeah. did it yeah, come out? You know, it's hard to say if it actually made money because, you know, somebody like Tom Holland at this point, and probably Wahlberg, they got back end points, so they're probably not in in the in the black yet.
9: Hmm. Oh, yeah, really? If they only
11: made $400 million. Yeah, because that movie What's must that? cost at least a couple hundred to... Yeah, oh, yeah. Isn't that crazy to talk like that? It really no, here is. Here I'm sitting there talking about hundreds of millions of dollars like yeah. it's a walk in the park for me. It's like, Jesus. Well, $400 million. But, they
3: haven't made any money yet then. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Oh, no.
11: <laughs> doubtful. Seriously, well, It'll probably do well on streaming.
0: I don't know how you get the word out there it's about good, this. It's a good I'm, movie. I would think we that, enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, teenagers could watch this. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. It it's just...
3: It's entertaining, but at the same time, it's ridiculous and stupid, Yeah, but in a good way.
11: But the thing is with the movie, I mean, yes, you and I and Catherine, Tom, we could say, you know what? Yeah, it was very entertaining, but Andy, if you played the game or anybody who's younger who's played the game, they're going to rip the crap out of it. That's the problem. I don't know. I'm not not trying to put you in that camp, Andy. I'm just saying, you know, the game players generally are the ones that are most critical of stuff like that. Uh, well, it,
5: it depends, because, like, the Sonic the Hedgehog movies, there's two of them now, and those got... They were uh, loved by the people who actually played the Sonic games because they did them well. The problem yeah. is there were so many... There was, like, three decades of awful, awful video game movies, probably starting oh, really? with the Super Mario <laughs> Brothers movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Super Mario Brothers movie was awful. Uh, Doom was bad. Street Fighter was... Mediocre except for M. Bison. Uh, did
11: you see Mortal Kombat?
5: Oh, when I was a kid, of course. Everyone loved yeah, Mortal the Mortal Kombat
11: movie. Oh, that's one right. There's on, a new uh, one. HBO Max. Yeah.
5: Is one of, great.
4: One of the first ones was uh, Tomb Raider. Tomb that,
5: Raider was, yeah, with Angelina Jolie. The,
4: People thought
11: that was okay.
4: Yeah. It was mostly her you walking around with tight they clothes. They rebooted yeah.
11: it. They rebooted that one. Um, and they did one movie. And now the actress who was in it is out. Now they're gonna do it again. Oh my right, God!
5: Leave it. Leave it be. You well, know, just leave it be. One problem that they have is that they try to movieify the plot usually. So like uh-huh. the Resident Evil movies. The Resident Evil games were very like slow. You know, you're going around a mansion where zombies could pop out and kill you at any time. <laughs> But in the movies, they're flipping exploding motorcycles into churches and firing rocket launchers at each other. Um. And people were just like, this isn't really what I was expecting out of a Resident Evil movie. Mm -hmm. So it depends on if they... With Uncharted, you can't really go too over the top. So it's, you know, I think people who like Uncharted are going to like the movie. Because, you know, it's Nathan Drake, you know, hanging off of planes. That's what you expect him to do.
11: Yeah, it probably beat that Indiana Jones nostalgia is probably a good in for people who don't play the games because they know Indiana Jones and they know those sorts yeah. of adventures. So yeah, and that and another one is coming. Uh, you know, Harrison is—I think he might be 80 now, but wow. he's he he's doing he's doing one more. He <laughs> is so, 80, yes,
5: as of last month.
11: Yep, he's yep. doing another Indiana uh, Jones. Yep. One That's more. Serious? I think he's going to try wow. to pass the torch somehow. I, I just say, leave it go. Leave I think it go after Short this round one.
5: should take up the mantle.
11: Short but, round, no kidding. Yeah, why not? But, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, so, I, yeah, the, it was a good movie, Uncharted. I just, you know, to me, ah, you know, the, the ridiculousness <laughs> of it, like, you you got to just let it go. Yeah, um, just let well, it That's the whole point. Fast and Furious devolved into that sort of movie where you just got to the point where you're laughing at it because it's mm-hmm. so ridiculous the big problem with those movies was Vin Diesel was treating it like you know this is still war and peace to me this is yep. this is serious stuff but The Rock saw it as The Rock and everybody else they were in on a joke and eventually yeah. him and The Rock Diesel and The Rock butted heads and uh, that's when he called what did he call um, Vin Diesel he called them some sort of name. Not that offensive. But then they had a big fallout, oh, and he quit. He mm. said, okay, enough. I will say
5: yeah. that there's probably too many over-the-top action movies at this point. Yeah. I mean, because that's, that's the direction that they all went.
0: Well, if I'm not watching the Marvel movies. And I, that, they do all of that, too. Yeah, yeah those so are all very over-the-top action. I, really, I mean, I may maybe watch one Marvel movie every... Three to four years.
5: I think Michael Bay kind of started a trend that needs to die. (laughs) Just everything exploding everywhere, and just everything making no sense because it looks cool.
6: Yeah, Uh, that's that's been going on for twenty years. Oh, this is worse than
5: that. Well, but I mean specifically the Michael Bay (laughs) movies. You know, when did he start, like, the Transformers movie? That was, like, 15 years ago, wasn't it?
11: Yeah, 2007. You're right, Andy. 2007. And that first film was actually pretty good. It just got really dumb and stupid after that. Yep. And they kept going on and going on and going on because that that was built-in marketing. I mean, kids had Transformers toys Mm -hmm. from decades before, and then there were new generations that they're pushing. So it was like a built-in audience and he kept on giving it to him, and it just got to the point where it's just i can't even stand being at this movie it was so bad i never so, was into
5: transformers i was too young i think yeah
11: I think but they did reboot it in a way with a movie called bumblebee which was oh, actually yeah, that's right. really good so again you take michael bay out of the equation and you try to work a story this newfangled thing called a story mm-hmm. back into something yeah, then it's then it's good again. So, but the first one was Shia LaBeouf, and then of course Shia LaBeouf went completely off the rails. Yes, he uh, did after after that too. So,
6: mm-hmm.
11: yeah, that that was a lethal combination there, man. So Shia LaBeouf, and then. Um, Michael Bay and then Megan Fox who likened Michael Bay to Hitler that wasn't a good movie <laughs> sure that,
3: that's Hitler of sanity you know. all around what was, there what
5: was
0: the movie that The Rock did where it was a was it an earth, earthquake in San Francisco and he was driving right oh yeah take, he took like a tiny little <clears throat> speedboat up a tsunami or something oh so, yeah I that, remember see that. that kind of stuff I around. know what so you're talking young. about
5: but yeah I can't remember the but, yeah, name I mean, that. yeah they you been, know
11: been, and that was entertaining again. yeah that they've been doing really that kind of movie. thing yeah, forever yeah they have but I mean...
5: I think right now it's like you, you only have, you know, basically three options. You have Haunted Mansion where the ghosts are killing everyone. Yeah. You've got superheroes. And then you've got, you know, like the Die Hard parodies. Those yeah. Those are like what all the movies are right now, it seems. And Nostalgia Bait. A lot of Nostalgia Bait. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I'll admit the Sonic movies were Nostalgia Bait for sure.
0: But
3: yeah.
5: They're still good. <laughs>
3: It all
6: works Vindy out because they, they were
5: my nostalgia. <laughs>
6: <laughs> of course. Oh, as long as it's yours. are objectively
5: mind. good because I
11: remember it. I like that. And I liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. There's no question about it. Um, okay, the, the Rock, just quickly The Rock called Vin Diesel a candy ass.
3: Oh, yeah, I remember that. He, he got upset about candy, yeah.
0: candy ass. Well, I suppose it is Vin well, he's D- a little yeah. fella. Yeah, that's true. He probably really is a candy house. That's when you get upset.
3: Probably
4: true. That's <laughs> probably true. Hey, can we just go back just a little bit? You said something. <clears throat> what actor would Harrison Ford pass that role onto, the Indiana Jones onto? Uh, Who has? I don't the... think
11: he can. I Who's don't the... think he can. There was talk of Chris Pratt at one point. I um... think that was actually the intention oh, right. with Shia LaBeouf. That. Shia LaBeouf was in that one, too. Again, his career just went to crap in a New York minute. I mean, he right away, after he did that um, Transformers movie and he did Indiana Jones, then, again, he was on the front page uh, with his mug shots, you know, every other day, it seemed, allegedly. Got to throw that in there. Um, but, no, no, that movie... People hated that fourth Indiana Jones movie, so I think in a way they're doing this one in a way to rectify it yeah, <laughs> in a situation. Harrison you Ford let him let him go out, you know, with his head held high. Yeah, Harrison Ford people had people didn't the, like that fourth one.
4: He had the he had the uh, uh, what well, I say the pedigree, having played played Han Solo, which mm-hmm. was this renegade kind of person. Oh, that's true. And, you know, that, and that played into the Indiana Jones uh, quite well. Oh, yeah, Indiana Jones and Han Solo are very similar characters. Yeah, in a it's lot the same ways. character. It's, it's, it's doing the Johnny Depp thing. It's same, same yeah. character over and over yep. and over again. Yeah. So I just, but there's no real actor that, I don't know, that really has that and has the rugged well, look that uh, uh, Harrison Ford does.
11: Yeah, and again, Ralph, too, I mean, look, they're doing enough Indiana Jones like movies yeah. with Uncharted, for example. Mm-hmm. Why do you need more Indiana Jones? Really, just leave that precious. Property alone, because you're never, ever, ever going to replicate it. You're I can,
0: not. I could see it's Brad true. Pitt doing it if he just wanted to make money.
11: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well,
3: he makes enough. There's no but doubt about it. I mean, yeah. if he just
0: wanted to make a ton more money, he, I, I think he could step into that role pretty easily. I think he just bought like a
3: because
0: he's old enough now. Where you know, old yeah,
5: yeah. Brad Pitt.
0: He's old. He, he, he is fifty-eight. He does, yeah, <clears throat> so, but he had that boyish, good-look thing. Now he looks a little uh, he, bit more He looks manly. 12 until he was, yeah, like, 40. Now yeah, now he looks like a real like a guy now instead yeah. of a ch- child man.
11: Well, man speaking child. of Brad Pitt, first of all, avoid my um, Bullet Train. It's just confusing. Oh, yeah.
0: just, that was uh, on stupid. our... We were looking for a
11: movie, and then right. we were like,
0: that's supposed okay. to be kind of campy.
11: But well, but bad,
0: instead, bad camp.
11: watch <laughs> um, The Lost City with Sandra Bullock Channing Tatum, Brad Pitt has a small supporting role in it, but he makes the movie. But the thing about Brad Pitt, after I saw Bullet Train, I'm thinking, you know, God, everybody makes these comparisons to him and Robert Redford. I can see it. They're both very handsome men, but then you go back and you look at an old Robert Redford movie... Brad Pitt doesn't even come close. No. There's nobody that comes close to Redford. There's nobody no. that comes close to Paul Newman. No. Right. I mean, these right. guys are true icons. And it really kind of goes to show you that there really isn't a lot there in, in, in today's lineup where you say, okay, are these the actors we're going to be talking about 30, 40 years on? Are we really going to be talking about Brad Pitt? Maybe. Um, but who else? Well, just I mean, there's just not that of many there are just not that many quote-unquote movie stars. I think maybe Tom Cruise, certainly Tom Cruise, because yeah. I don't think I'll ever be another person like him. Um, and, if, and and I should, as a public service, note that if you didn't see Top Gun Maverick in theaters, you still can, but it did debut today on premium video on demand. So you can see the movie for 20 bucks on streaming if you want. And then eventually the price will go down to like 5 bucks or whatever if you want to stream it or ninety nine on DVD. I think that'll be in a couple months yet, though. But yeah, that, that to me was one of my favorite movies of the summer. I know, Catherine, you liked it, but Tommy, you didn't think that much of it.
3: Which one is this? Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. I didn't care for it. I don't. I don't like him. I. I just can't well, stand watching I, him.
11: I've. I've been
0: mad at him since he did that samurai thing. Oh,
3: the last samurai. samurai. Oh
6: God, it was horrible.
0: Horrible. As a matter of fact, we were. I was just out in Hudson with Alex, and we were looking around for a movie, and I'm like, Oh my God, is that the last samurai with Tom Cruise? It's mm-hmm. so horrible. We have to watch it because it's the worst. He's so, terrible. Didn't,
4: I was like, no, Well, wait a second. So, so. Well, you know,
0: I think it was the last. Is Sam he a good actor? Work, yes.
4: Or he, does he does his special effects? I mean, I, I don't think he's that good an actor.
0: No. Oh God, no. Terribly
4: no. He's, terribly he's, he's,
3: he's okay. He, yeah,
11: in his yeah, he he picks his roles well. I he's would cute, say. He's cute though. That's that's the deal yeah, with him. Yeah, He's cute. You know, but I. I admire what he does. I mean, he really is the sort of guy that wants to... He cares enough about the audience to give them their money's worth. He doesn't want to give them some fake CGI crap. He wants to really put... That's true. The, the, that is The, true. the audiences in, the, in his shoes. And to say, look, man, he, he is risking his life doing this stuff. You know, don't, don't think for a second that he isn't. Because it's amazing. You see enough behind-the-scenes video... That one, I'm still I can't get over him hanging on the side of a cargo plane for the fourth Mission Impossible or the fifth one. Right. And and it's like, okay, sure, he's wired to it, but are you going to do that? Uh-uh. No. But for fifty million dollars, <laughs> I might. Well, and yes, he is More made like handsomely. Million, but yeah. You talk about a guy that earns his money. He's Pat- the guy. If if I, I'm not going to argue with him earning his money, you know, there's a lot of other actors that are overpaid. Because, again, you throw them in front of a, a green screen and they do their stuff and, quote-unquote, acting. Yeah. Tom Cruise is living it. So that's why I admire him. I mean, yeah, is he the greatest actor in the world? No. But he's really done a lot for the yeah. film business. He's done a lot for the box. He saved the box office this summer. He saved hunters, I agree, he stuff. did.
3: He, there's no question that you can't take that away from him.
11: If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts,
10: cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Casts, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, Castbox, Spotify, IR Radio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader.
8: Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue?
3: You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket?
8: No, more like T.S. Eliot.
3: April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little
8: sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the walls of the world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finish number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J-Lo finally beat Dan Resch.
3: Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, We're just trying to represent people who have been injured through
7: no fault of their own.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant.
9: Hey, this Brian up. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, metric cruiser, or sport bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. Clothing and helmets, too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus shipping is free for orders over eighty nine bucks. Follow Zep's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today.
3: Um, I got to tell you a very quick story. I just I checked out a couple of stats here and it my very 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 first national voiceover. I was doing. Uh, we had to do it on the telephone because the, the the other guy on it was in Los Angeles and I was in Minneapolis. This is in nineteen seventy three and he's going on and on and on about how excited he was because his son was trying to get into voiceover business and nobody would hire him that he you know, he just couldn't get hired as a voiceover guy but i hope it's going to work out because he just got a he just got a first movie he doesn't have a very big role but yeah this is 1973 now remember he doesn't have a very big role but you know i was so happy after you know he couldn't get into voiceover he got into acting and i hope it takes off and that was Christopher Ford. That was Harrison Ford's father.
6: Yeah. <laughs> worked out very yeah. well.
11: Well,
3: I mean, well, he, of he came out of nowhere to star in nowhere. Star Wars. Well, he was in he was in yeah. graffiti, American Graffiti first, yeah. though, right? Right, but I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. Was in that, was,
5: yeah, uh, that was a huge, sudden role for him. <clears> oh,
3: God, yes, because nobody else wanted to do it. Did you know that? <laughs> a lot of people, they, they tried to get to do it, and they wouldn't do it.
5: Well, I suppose back then, I mean, had Star Trek even come out
11: at that point? Oh, yeah, Star Trek. Oh, yes. Star Trek, star running star running Trek was, was out. Yeah, that... No, but Harrison was actually a carpenter on set. Yeah, yeah. he was indeed. And uh-huh. they brought him over to read against Hamill or something. And it's just one of these deals where the light bulb went off. Yeah. But he was acting before that. But again, like any other actor, I mean, you work, you don't work for a long time. Yeah. That's there's a right. Movie called Force 10 from Navarone. He actually might have been a small role in Apocalypse Now if I'm thinking about it. Oh really? So I mean, yeah. I mean, so he did have roles, but. You're a working act. You're not quite a working actor yet. You, yes, you have your ten weeks on this film. Your ten weeks on that, but there are fifty-two weeks in the year. You got bills to pay. You got to do what you got to do. So Harrison was really good with carpentry, and uh, just so happened that he was working. Yeah, and also yes, American Graffiti. <laughs>
3: American but, Graffiti was his you know big break, so yeah.
11: obviously his contacts uh, with George Lucas paid off well. And Tom, I have yeah. to note this: the unofficial Tom Bernard show chat. Fifteen minutes ago, in honor of Tommy throwing out the first pitch next week, they got a guy holding up a Tom Bernard IQ ninety two poster.
3: There you go, baby. They're gonna all be showing up Tom Bernard IQ ninety two with hats and posters (laughs) and billboards. It's gonna be a real thrill.
11: You could go about it two ways. You can say, "Oh God, I'm mad about that." They're doing that. I think it's hilarious. Or you could say, hey, people are listening, and I'm loving it.
3: Exactly. I, I think it's magnificent. I, I absolutely love it. Tom Bernard, IQ92. That was 1987, for God's sake. Think about that. That was 35, 36 years well 35 years ago. Yeah. I know. Yeah.
11: It's hard to believe. Oh, and God. See, but the thing is, Tom, and I don't know if too many people have this sort of the, the the wherewithal that I it took to, to step away. I stepped away after 91. I, I really didn't pay attention to Twins again. I, I was yeah, satisfied. I and know. it's got to be really, really painful for Twins fan. Maybe if you don't want to call me a real Twins fan, fine, whatever, whatever. As far as I'm concerned, when I did care, <laughs> they won the World Series twice. Yeah, and I did. stepped away. That's why 90, if the Vikings, God willing, would ever do it. Would I step away? Probably. Because yeah, I, don't, I don't follow any other sports teams. The Vikings are the only ones I follow right Well,
3: now. you might want to stay away from the Twins because they just lost three in a row to Texas, mm. for Christ's sake. Mm. Whatever. They didn't Aren't they the, the worst?
11: Ball. Are they the worst? Well, they're not they the they're worst, bad. but
3: they're not good. I will tell you that. It just, I love the Twins. I, all, I always will love mm. the Twins. But my God, that team frustrates the hell out of me. I mean, I'm sorry. It's been 31 years since you've been oh, in a World Series. 31 years now.
11: Isn't it embarrassing, though? I mean, if you look at Minnesota's, you know, the Timberwolves made it to the final four or whatever, one time maybe. I mean, in their franchise history, they haven't even made it to the top. Uh, I've never paid attention enough to know that they made it that one time. But also the North Stars, they got to the Stanley Cup once or twice maybe, right? Have the Wild ever been there? No. The Twins? 36 years, the Vikings, Yep. last Super Bowl, where Brent McClanahan fumbled the ball on the one after he blocked Ray Guy's punt, which never happens. Yep. See, this is how invested I am in the Vikings. Well, let me put but it that this way. that was the last time. That was the mid-70s that we were in the Super Bowl the last time. How embarrassing, man.
3: Well, that was all... Bud Grant's fault cuz he should have given the ball to Chuck Foreman but he for some reason Bud just never wanted to showcase Chuck Foreman. I'll never understand it. Never. Chuck Foreman was a superstar. Yeah. Well, look just, at Walter you know, Payton and the the same thing. Walter Payton didn't get the chance carrying the end zone. They gave it to refrigerator Perry.
11: Yeah. I mean, what are you doing? Sad. Did he not score any touchdowns in the in that Super Bowl? Walter Payton, I
3: don't think so. Yeah. I don't think he God, did.
11: See, that's embarrassing.
3: I couldn't agree more. And Chuck Foreman was one of my favorite to do players. Ever. That stuff. It was, yep. Got it. Yeah, so I love
11: football. I do. I didn't actually watch the preseason game though. I did have right. it on as Bora. sort of the first one as a distraction. <clears throat> I you know, it's funny. I I laugh because first of all, people pay to see this. I know. Stuff. No thanks. It means nothing. I, I don't understand that. Uh, I'll start paying attention in early September, I guess. September 11th, I think, is the first game. So, I think but, you uh, might be right. Yeah. God, September 11th. See. That's
3: not a good day to have your first game. I know. I know. Eek! What are you gonna? So what do?
11: else? What else is everybody watching?
3: Um, we got Catherine. I've been watching a lot of different things, and we're. we're Boy, we burn through things. We really do. We
0: burn through them?
3: <clears> They're <throat> yep. watching
0: Derek, which is another Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Ricky Gervais. Oh, <laughs> It's funny.
3: Show.
0: Yeah, I don't even know that. I, I think just popped up on it did, yeah. the streaming service. It was like, what's this now?
3: What's the guy's name with the thick glasses and the hair in his face? That guy's hilarious. Uh,
0: he's in uh, Afterlife, too.
3: Yeah, he's oh, in Afterlife the guy too. that
11: plays the, the weirdo with yeah. the beard? Yeah. Yes. Doing. He's, you know, Gervais has his, troop. Yeah. He has yes, his, he his does. troop, you know, and they're such great actors and they're real people. <laughs> they're real people. Um, before I forget, um, you started watching Blackbird. We have not started
3: yet. I'm waiting for Catherine.
11: Oh, the, the, you, I thought you saw the first episode.
3: I saw a bit of the first episode and said, I really like this. I'm going to wait to watch it with Catherine.
11: Wait till you get to Paul Walter Hauser, who's the guy who yeah. talks like this and he's the creepiest son of all. Oh, the guy that guy. Oh, my oh, God. Well, you know what? No, we did watch it. Yeah, we did watch it. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. we did watch the first episode. We did, yep. yep. He was at the end of the first one. Yes, he was. Six, six episodes yeah, When the series. cops were interrogating him, oh, and it became God. very evident that those yeah, cops and Greg were. Greg Kinnear. Terrible. I mean, another terrific actor. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's 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 really a great series. And, uh, it was one of those where it really became now you're lucky because all six uh, 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 episodes are available, but my uh, wife and I started watching it right away and it became appointment TV Oh yeah, where it was one a week. So we saw, or did they drop more than one? I think they did maybe two or two episodes to start. So it's like, geez, we're waiting and waiting. It's that great of a show where you, you you couldn't wait till Friday until that next episode dropped. So weird. I love that sort of anticipation. You know? That
3: guy's about the guy. That guy you're talking about is about 6'2", weighs about 320
11: pounds, and he talks like this. It's yeah. really weird. He's very he high is such of a great actor. Oh yeah, he um, is. Um, he is in. Well, first of all, he's the dimwit in Itania. Uh, he's the oh, dimwit. Yeah, yeah. He's a dimwit in uh, Cruella, which is a great movie, by the way. Such great. Movie. Um, and, uh, what else is he in? Oh, he's Richard Jewell. Right. Richard yep. Jewell yep. is such of a fantastic movie. And part of the reason the theory is is that uh, Clint Eastwood pointed out the incompetence of the press. So a lot of press people took offense. Oh, oh, he's showing that. God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, god. Because I'm the a press man. went with the with the Richard Jewell planted the bomb thing right away. Right. Thankfully, Richard Jewell before he died, undoubtedly they stressed the crap out of him. Yep. Because of all the pain they put him and his mother through. His mother played by Kathy Bates, by the way. Yep. Oh, what an extraordinary movie! And again, Eastwood. Eastwood's a great filmmaker and he's not afraid. He doesn't cowtow to anybody and he holds the feet to the fire with this one. But but that really shows you how terrific of an actor Paul Walter Hauser is and then honest to God, he takes it to the next level with Blackbird. Maybe tonight, it's Catherine. really a terrific series. Oh my god, it's good.
3: Oh, I think Jude just farted. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine just made a face. I think Jude just
11: laid down a bunt. <laughs> What a transition. What a transition. Well, you know what? The way you said it, it's like you made it sound like Catherine just, but it was actually Jude. I'm glad you pointed that out. That's the way you said it.
0: I would leave the studio if I had to do that.
11: <laughs> oh, Alex that is
3: dog. waving
6: it away. Yeah, Apparently, it a... really stinks. Well, he
0: Lavender. was at, he was out at a horse farm yesterday, and God knows what he picked oh, up. Oh, god! god. Yeah. yeah,
6: yeah.
11: There was a well. Thing, I'm in. Too. I'm in direct. I'm in the direct line of fire right now because I have my new puppy sitting on my feet. Oh, the kind puppy. Of puppy. Well, there you go. A new basset. Oh, a new basset. Wow. Yep. Hey, you know what though? This is our fourth basset. We've been married for thirty-two years. Thirty-three coming up. Uh, Got up our first basset, our first dog, uh, the day we got home from our honeymoon, day or the next day. uh, And we just love him so much. The kids loved him. Uh, So unfortunately, uh, we had to put our last one down, last boy. Uh, He was almost 13. And Uh, God dang it, that was one of the hardest days of my life. And, you know, normally, you know, people wait to transition. We thought, you know what, we want this new Bubby to uh, meet the old dog and get to know him a little bit before he goes. So, yeah, so now we got a new guy, and uh, he's just a crazy little fella. But what else do you expect from a little puppy? Isn't it amazing
0: how ridiculous puppies are? Just they're so ridiculous with the Love energy well, and
11: the craziness. You're you know, just like, are they, were they always like this? <laughs> yeah, well, you know what, I, I, I tell, I tell you know, my wife, it's like, you know, you got to just look at him like he's a little boy little troublemaker yeah except for he's done this he's grown up into that crazy little toddler within a few weeks time Mm -hmm. you know he's about four and a half months now so yes he is in everything he's chewing everything so lately i'm I'm just trying out different things at the store okay he goes through these he doesn't like these chewy things this that and the other thing just (laughs) to try to keep him from chewing up stuff that's laying on the floor or boxes or yeah, whatever. whatever i'm trying to keep them from chewing something valuable that will yeah tick me off but again i can't get i can't get mad at him because he gives you that goofy they're natural born comedians these dogs uh all dogs are and and you can't help but laugh at them <laughs> you know yeah. so they're the most wonderful thing in the world the most gentle souls Be i up. ever put on earth so i love them
3: timmy i'll close your segment with this uh in the third to last episode of Afterlife. Ricky Gervais gets in an argument with a guy at a restaurant because the guy's playing with a little baby and he's being really loud about it. Oh, Do <laughs> you remember that episode? Yes, I do. He's being really, really loud about it. And Ricky Gervais goes, Why do you have to be so loud? Stop being so loud about it, right? You're way too loud. They get in an argument. So Ricky decides to pay him back by pretending that his buddy sitting at the table with him is a baby. So he's poking <laughs> him in the stomach. He's going, Oh, look at you. Look at you. You've got a beautiful fat tummy. Look at that big fat tummy. <laughs> <laughs>
11: I I think I'm just gonna have to watch season three over again. Yeah, it's phenomenal. In fact, when we uh, this was on the queue when I was telling Tom, it's like, okay, you gotta you wait till that last episode. My wife and I went back to watch that last episode just because it's that brilliant. Oh, oh my god, it, it is gonna take you places that it's like. I don't. I hate hyping stuff. I really do. But the best season series finale. I've ever seen. That's it's the what best. Uh,
3: you're not. You, you are not the only person who told me that. By the way, people just love that third, that last episode. Better
5: than
11: the finale yeah. of Mash. Yeah, that was pretty poignant. But this one, yeah. it's a half hour. I guess Mash is a half hour, but yep. this one, it, that the high point really was that last shot of Mash where they're up above the helicopter, right? He spells yeah. out goodbye or whatever. Um, this has about three, four, five different highlights where. You're going to be balling right away. I mean, you Worked are going to ball like crazy. Oh, 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 Both you and Catherine, get a truckload of Kleenex ready because it, it's really incredibly poignant, this mm. whole thing. So, All right, Timmy, we'll not, talk not, to you. Not hyping it. Not hyping it. No, no not at all. <laughs>
3: uh, we'll talk to you Thursday on the Cakey Morning Show, right?
11: Yes, indeed, and uh, everybody have a great week.
3: You too, Timmy. Thank you. Yeah. Tim Limers, ladies and gentlemen, and yes, I will be back on the KQ Morning Show tomorrow. Uh, Catherine's sister's still hanging in there, but I just, I mean, I i was told it was going to be two days, and it was four days, and it was five days, and it was seven days. Well, today's the seventh day, and she's still uh, hanging in, so it's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, nobody's
4: got that crystal ball. Yeah, that's right, and physicians, you know, frequently oh, you only have this much, you only have this much, you know. Yeah, it, it, I, you just say, well, serious, God knows how long, rather than putting a day on it, or date, or something like that, or time limit.
3: But I mean, how long can you live without water or food?
4: It's about, usually about a week. It's usually about a week where you just, that's Tops. when you sort of, your body, Mom. your kidneys shut down, you sort of fade away. Potassium I know. They goes say up and that, boom, um, shut it down.
0: Yeah, because you're, when you're the, at the level she is, she's using, like, zero energy, really. She's just, yeah. her yeah. brain is functioning to make her breathe in her It's heartbeat. more about the
5: water than the calories yeah, at this point. water. Yeah, yeah it it is is it's shocking amounts,
0: to me that that's is. the thing. Yeah, but um, I don't know, I well, guess. she was so pumped full of fluids.
2: Well,
6: well that was true, the other thing. Yeah. 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 When
2: I went to go say good, my, my goodbyes to her last Monday, she was
6: just Very bloated, bloated yeah. with
2: fluids. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So there it takes it. it takes a while to get rid of that, and I don't, I don't know. Just it's yeah. the hospice nurses are like. My best guess would be she's got days, not weeks. Well,
3: but, I would imagine not if you're not feeding them or giving them water. How they, how could they live past? Because they two don't. Weeks?
0: They're not burning any calories. There's no it's food. Not is, a, food isn't the issue. It's yeah,
4: the water. the That's the food is not. Your, that's your not
0: organs are to shut down. Dehydration. Well, there's already blood Um, Coming out of her inner urine (laughs) Cheery stuff to talk about So her kidneys are (laughs) shutting down So things are happening, it's just happening very slowly An extremely slow process I know, Which is sad, it's very sad
10: If you're fascinated by aliens Ghosts, cryptid creatures Like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you The Paranormal 60 With Dave Schrader Each week we investigate different claims of the supernatural Bringing you the top guests And experts from around the world Listen on all of your favorite podcasts Platforms: TuneIn, Pocket Casts, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60
3: with Dave Schrader. And we are back with stretches picks.
10: You know, Tom, uh, there's a
0: lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple?
6: none of the above.
3: Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick?
0: I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning.
3: What? It's not a football team.
0: I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it
3: takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SaberHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com. That's shift, the number 2, sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Andy, let me know when Kristen's ready to go, if you would. She just joined. Kristen Burt.
1: Wait, did I join you? <laughs> <a show? laughs> Aren't you glad you called Yeah,
3: Catherine's in. sister's yeah. still hanging in there after six and a half days. It's amazing. Oh,
1: my goodness. My uncle just went into, uh, they just took him off my support last night. So I was oh, dealing with me.
3: Honest to God, Kristen, I've been talking to some, I talked to Frank Caliendo about it last week. He's coming on the show, this show on Thursday, as a matter of fact, he'll be in town, but we lost a lot of friends during COVID. My God. I mean, Louie Anderson dying during you know, Gilbert Gottfried and Bob Saget. And you just keep going down the list, man. We lost, we've lost a lot of friends and family members in the last two, two and a half years. Haven't we?
1: You know, it's true. And, um, I haven't seen my family as much as I would have in the last you know, couple of years. There's been like a wedding, and I went to Chicago to see some family. But what I think I really noticed, I have like an aunt with early onset Alzheimer's, is that the lack of socialization over the last two years
3: yep.
1: really yeah. accelerated the disease. And that happened with my uncle. I saw him at the wedding, my niece's wedding last summer, and I thought, this is the last time I'm going to see him alive. <gasps> yeah. I knew that.
6: Yeah. Um,
1: and it's it's just tremendously sad, and I think like especially now where I know we're still in a pandemic, but it's a, a much more functional world than it was two years ago. I just realize what we've all lost, and I think that's tragic.
3: We have. I mean, it's literally every day. Some a friend of mine's. So oh my My uncle, my aunt, my mom, my dad. Somebody's going on life support just about every day right now. For God's sake, it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. It's a lot to deal with, too. You know, you have your work, you have to, you know, whatever your daily life is, and then you also have to deal with goodbyes and, and what that means and that's that.
3: Well, you know, I just went through, when, well, I shouldn't say I went through it. I experienced it. Uh, I get calls once in a while, a few times a year that uh, one of our bigger listeners of the KQ Morning Show is not going to make it. So they, they call and wonder if I would talk to them, you know, when they're in their deathbed and all the rest of it. The last one I did, I did it a couple of weeks ago, and I'm talking to the guy, and literally, apparently, we hung up, and about ten minutes later, he died. It's like, oh my god!
1: He waited for you.
3: He waited for me to talk, and he was the sweetest man. He was such a nice guy, and he's giving it the—that's uh, <sighs> <sighs> yeah. like he couldn't breathe, and it was just, oh my god. That's how it goes. I
1: know, but yeah. Wasn't it nice that you were able to do that? For oh, him. I agree. It's, just, it's, and I'm sure the the friends and. and their family appreciated it. I think that's, you know, that's incredibly kind.
3: It Well, it's not incredible. Look, I have a job because of those people. There's no doubt about that. And I really understand where, where the, I understand where ratings and therefore my income comes from. You know what I mean?
6: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: No, it's very, very sweet. No question about that. So what's the latest in your life? What do you got cooking?
1: Oh, my goodness. I just feel like there's so much going on in Hollywood. I, I've yeah. really been following Um, The whole streaming situation, because it really is changing week to week. And I feel like the the companies are just like all the networks are trying to adapt. It's funny, like you sit there and everyone's like, you know, linear TV is dying. But then you see things like NBC um, is putting on one of their peacock shows. They're taking the resort and they're on Wednesday night, which is tomorrow night after America's Got Talent. They believe in the show. But the audience on Peacock just isn't there yet. So they're like, hey, we're going to tease you by putting it on NBC. And hopefully, like, you'll follow over to Peacock and watch the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. So it's this weird balance of, like, broadcast TV is dead. No, it's not. Wait, streaming might be dead. No, it's not. And it's really funny to watch everyone sort of jockeying for position and trying to figure this all out.
3: No, I mean, look, I mean, we're in a situation. And if we're going to be honest about this, because I've been talking to many people and know about this, radio television and newspapers have a few years left and that's about it i mean they'll still be there and they'll still be useful but not at the level they they're useful well streaming beat out uh, broadcast tv for the first time this year
6: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I'm
3: not surprised. i mean I'm surprised it took us long how
1: many subscriptions do we want to pay for well yeah, you're yeah, right know. about yeah. that that's what I they have i think people to are reaching their limits because i'm very carefully because you know i've covered dance with the stars for tremendous amount of seasons and, you know, following their journey to Disney plus it was inevitable. But at the same time, reading the social media comments of people saying, I can't afford this.
6: Mm, I can't.
1: And so it does bring a smaller audience. Maybe it brings a more niche audience and people who really, really want to be there. Really, really want to watch. You have that passionate fan base that's going to be there. Maybe you get a few new followers, but Overall, there's—I mean—a lot of people are like, "Why isn't it on ABC?" And they don't understand the dynamics of and the economics of, yes. of advertising and the fact that Dancing with the Stars was no longer viable. They could not afford that right. big production yep. um, with the advertising rates that they had.
3: Well, a friend of mine called me. God, I guess it was a few weeks ago now. He said, "Tommy, something just happened." I think we're we're in big trouble. Because I went to school with him actually, many many years ago. Well, I went to grade school with him, and he said this weird thing happened. I was at my son's house, and while I was there, my son uh, subscribed to I don't know if it was Netflix or what. It doesn't matter what it was, and I was sitting there watching him. And the first year for only one hundred and nineteen dollars, he got the first year streaming streaming for only one hundred nineteen dollars. And I looked at him, and I said, you know, when I was a little boy, my mom and dad bought a TV for less than that.
11: Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was black and white. And... No, no, it was color. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was a color TV set. Wow, you must have been one of the bucks. first people with color TV in your neighborhood. No, it wasn't, that, it wasn't us. It was one of my friends. Oh. <clears throat> it was one of my friends. But, yeah, the TV cost, cost less than one streaming service <laughs> wait a second wait a second
4: i i uh, lindsey wanted a tv in the in our basement to work out with to have something on watch sure. her so she, she could watch her stories how many years ago this was uh two or three years ago two okay. or three years ago all right flat screen mounted on the wall total cost about 140 dollars yeah these are cheap as hell yeah they are. there you
0: go
2: not if you go to Costco.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it is kind giant of interesting. The hardware not that expensive, but mm-hmm. you if go. you want the content, you are spending. And this is not just streaming because we all know we come up on paywalls when it comes to newspapers and magazines now. Or mm-hmm. like, hey, you have two free articles this month, and then right. you know, you, you have to pay for it.
3: God, it's amazing, isn't it?
1: What <clears> I don't <throat> understand is on streaming services like we
0: pay extra on. We use Hulu a lot. And um, yeah, we, we pay extra so that we don't get ads. But if it isn't Hulu original content, whatever they buy still can have ads. Yes, mm. that's right. So why don't why doesn't somebody if somebody can't <clears throat> afford streaming why doesn't somebody come up with a streaming service that just has the ads? They do.
5: There's there's several. Yeah, and yeah, the, they yeah,
0: do have. A- well, but, and you get regular broadcast TV.
5: Oh, well, TV. I don't know
0: about or, that. Or, or shows or, or, or Dancing with the Stars. It's just a Dancing with the Stars with with ads sold. I mean, yeah. why don't they just do something like that so people can watch it? Because they want to make money. <laughs> well, they're going to make money if they've got the ads.
5: Well, let's just call it broadcast TV at that point.
0: Well, I know, but the, yeah. if, if it's not available on broadcast TV, you know, yeah, I know. Like, like the I know Disney what you're Plus, Dancing with the Stars, why can't there just be an option?
5: Everyone's got exclusivity contracts with everyone else.
0: Yeah. No, I just figured they could figure out some way of making more money. They always can. And then becomes
1: who's sharing the budget, because then, see, now, now the the budget for say Dancing with the Stars is Disney Plus's issue. It's not ABC's issue, even though they're under the same parent company. Yes. It's different, you know, different egg baskets, if you know, if you want to look at it that way. And so, because the subscription base is funding now the budget for. Dancing with the Stars and other shows. That's how they're looking at it.
4: Have they changed the budget, reduced it, or have you noticed any changes?
1: Well, it's not on the air yet. It'll be back September 19th. It is going to be a reduced budget, but Mm -hmm. I think what's nice about Disney Plus is that, like, last year was the 30th season anniversary, and ABC did nothing because there was nothing additional for the budget. But because Disney Plus can roll it into their D23 fan uh, convention that's coming up there are additional things that they're doing they're like the, the pros favorite dances so they're doing like a little extra special on disney plus day they're getting a panel at the convention so there's extra perks to being on disney plus even with a reduced budget that i think the hardcore fans are going to absolutely love but uh, one other but <laughs> i think that there's going to be a lot more disney inserted in oh, yeah. Sure. oh yeah
3: sure yeah I wish that company would be run better right now. When Bob Iger, well, Bob Iger ran the company when I worked there. At first, it was uh, Michael. Uh, what is it? Eisner. What? Michael Eisner. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then uh, the next guy comes along and just kicks ass. Whatever you needed, you got. This new guy, though, all he does is raise prices on everything, making it unaffordable for a lot of families. Yeah,
1: and you know, here in Southern California, it is. And Ralph, you'll remember this, like annual passes were a big thing. You know, they they switched that around Um, because going to Disneyland is kind of a a rite of passage here. And we have an annual pass going two, three times a month is not unusual for some families. I know that sounds you know crazy when you live across the country, but it's a, you know, it's a source of recreation for families. But it has become so cost prohibitive. And usually the annual passes, most of them, parking used to be built in. Now it's not. And parking is like 30, 40 bucks a day. It's
3: Crazy. It's gotten very, very expensive. I know that.
1: Yeah.
3: It really is too bad because I, I, when Disney owned KQRS, I was in heaven. My God, it was just wonderful.
4: And, and, and it's possible, like Northwestern University in Chicago, that they make more money off of the parking than they make off yeah. of entertainment.
6: <laughs> At Northwestern
4: University, the hospital, Northwestern University Hospital downtown, they make more money off of their parking than they make off of patient care.
3: Jesus, that's amazing. Crazy! It is. It is. So why don't we buy some parking lots, Catherine? What That's the it. hell? I, uh, Might be time. Yeah, we should do
1: that. If I were near a sporting center, because you know, every time there's a game, you're like fifty bucks. Yeah, you it know, is fifty bucks to park. They'll pay it.
3: I still love the fact you pay fifty bucks to park, and then the four of you go in. You sit in your seats, and you each have three beers. And a twelve pack of beer is was uh, one hundred and twenty bucks. Or now it's more than that. I think this year somebody told me a beer at the Viking game is like $13. This is a can of beer, a bottle of beer. Got to pay those Those
0: $54 million contracts somehow.
3: (laughs) I suppose, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. The whole thing is kind of weird. Kristen, anything new coming up that that really sticks out to you? Because we were just talking about Blackbird, and we got one episode into that, and it, it appears to be really good.
1: I've been, um, right now, I've been stuck in documentary land. I watched the Princess Diana. Oh, sure. Yep. I don't know if anyone saw that on HBO Max, but it is, you know, some of it, I just was too young to remember a lot of what happened. And of course, I remember her death in 97, but it's just Interesting to see it all play out and how she played the press, but how it also destroyed her life. I think yeah. that's a great documentary. And there's not a lot of there's not a lot of opinion um, brought into this. They just basically let the video clips play out, and you can form your own opinion about it, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. It wasn't you know a massive narration or anything else. It just was like this is how it played out from the time uh, from the engagement all the way up to her death. So. It was kind of nice having, like, just letting the facts speak for themselves.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I would idea. enjoy that.
1: Yeah, I think you would really like it, and that's on HBO Max. Uh, the other thing I watched, and I did not, I mean, this wasn't all that long ago. I mean, it was, like, 23 years ago now, but the Woodstock 99 documentary. Oh, yeah,
3: that's a good one. Did you
1: watch that? Yep. On Netflix? Um, I don't remember it being, like, the firefest Fest of its time. Yeah.
3: It was a disaster
1: yeah oh yeah totally yeah i vaguely remember the the fires and and just watching you know how bad the security was and i didn't realize fred durst from the biscuit can kind of incited the crowd that's you know that's how they kind of frame it in the the documentary Mm -hmm. i think he doesn't think he had anything to do with it but it was really interesting watching all of that and how like a young intern was like you have put too many bro bands on the schedule. You need to balance this out a little bit better, but they wouldn't listen to him because he was like 22.
3: Isn't that amazing? Honest to God, just think about that.
1: Well, they had no idea that <clears throat>
0: many people were going to show up, right?
3: Well, that was at the Woodstock back in 60, what was it 69? 69. Yeah, 69. yeah, so
1: the 99 was the obviously oh, 99. the 90 99 anniversary. One. forgot about that one. Yeah,
3: that was the one that was a complete <laughs> disaster. Complete and this enough. Was
1: done, and I don't remember the fact that this was done on a military base. I thought it was in the same exact location as the original. No, stuff, couldn't that get was it. Yeah.
3: No, they couldn't get that location again. So, yeah, I don't know. It's nice to try to recreate something very special. It just kind of happened spontaneously. Yeah. But because it's spontaneous, you can't recreate it. You mm-hmm. just can't do it.
1: No, it's a moment in time. And, you know, you had one of the original. Um, Festival organizers on the '99, so I'm sure he thought he could recapture that magic. Right. But it really came down to—I mean, there were a lot of sexual assaults that happened. Oh at God, that
3: yes, yeah.
1: That was shocking just to hear that, and to hear some of the—you know—it it was male organizers, and they're like, "We're sorry that we heard that," but one of them was kind of like, "Well, the women were drunk," and I'm like, "Oh, you can't go blaming oh. that." <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't no, well. you dare!
3: Yeah, God, yeah, that's um, not a good move.
1: And, and some of the people who worked on it, whether they worked security or they were part of the production crew, said that seeing some of it has haunted them for the rest of their lives, seeing some of those sexual assaults. Yeah, out, oh. yeah.
3: yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, one thing that I could, I never did, uh, I mean, I watched clips from the 99. I didn't watch the whole thing because to me, I'm sorry, if you don't have Jimi Hendrix closing it out with the Star Spangled Banner, I don't want to watch it. God, that was a brilliant, brilliant move. I love Jimi Hendrix. Just loved him.
1: pretty Yeah, awesome. and that's an iconic moment in music history. Yep, like not never replicate that. You uh-uh. can't replicate that magic.
3: No, nope. no, you cannot. There's no question about that. I just All right, so that's everything. Uh, everything Alex
1: has a word.
3: Oh Alex got some.
2: I have, have dance related discussion. Talk. And
3: now the dance-related yeah. discussion part. <laughs> our, our I will say, when
1: Tom goes and takes a nap, yeah, yeah. that's where he <laughs> just no. sleeps.
3: I used to go watch Alex dance I'm all sure. the time. Uh-huh.
2: So yeah, mm-hmm. I did yeah, with all the joy in the world. Um,
3: <laughs> I thought it was wonderful. What are you talking about? Okay,
2: you were on your phone pacing the halls the whole time. That's
3: not true in the <laughs> but, least. I went to every okay. one of them and paid full attention.
1: Okay. What was your favorite routine that Alex ever did? Yeah. Go,
3: Dad. Oh, uh, my favorite story, not the routine. The story was. When yeah, the, that
1: mm-hmm. is deflecting the actual when the
3: internet was invented I was supposed to dance with Alex uh, and she was like 9 years old I was supposed to dance with Alex at a, at a school function and not knowing the internet because it had just come online Catherine wanted some tips on how to handle it and she typed in father daughter videos <laughs> not oh, no. a good idea I'll tell you that
2: Holy Anna. Mom's like, I don't
3: remember this. Well,
1: song. that has no. nothing to I do, do though, with your daughter's dance recital.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Put in dance recital, not just father-daughter yeah. videos.
1: Alex, I don't think he remembers a single dance you did. I hate to no, tell you. No, he definitely doesn't.
2: Mm-hmm. He has not a single memory. What are you
10: talking
3: and, about? I used to go all the okay, time. Okay,
1: so name one. What was the favorite one? Favorite I don't costume? No
3: dance names.
2: names. Name any... Anything that I did, what the costume looked like, what the song was. I
3: don't, Alex, that was. You like had a lot of makeup on, ago. I remember well, that much. Thanks,
2: guys. Thanks, guys. No,
3: how about this? The, the, I like the one that was out in Monticello. That was a good one.
2: That was not a dance, that was. A Competition in general.
3: Well, it was dancing.
2: But I did probably like seven dances at that competition. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Anyway.
3: um, I just like how I get thrown under the bus. (laughs) You know, every day I get thrown under the bus. Okay. Dom, you're a saint. The women
4: turn on you like you're an absolute saint for talking about being such a gentleman. A gentleman. (laughs) I know, you're right.
2: Okay. Anywho. um,
4: Anywho. Anywho
2: uh my daughter got asked to try out for her studio's competition team she got on the team and they also gave her a duet and i was like okay maybe sure yeah i don't know and when i was on competition team it was like the mac like the team that i was on it was i'd say what two days a week for an hour and a half mom about that but then there
0: was rehearsal time and stuff Well, that was,
2: yeah. But that was, like, the classes were two days a week, an hour and a half a week. And Fawn, the studio that she got into, it would be three hours and 45 minutes a week total, and she's six.
1: I was just going to say, how old is Fawn now? She's six. She's a lot. She's
2: six. I know, and I'm, I was, like, looking at other dance studios to be like, because she doesn't want to do rec classes anymore because she's like, they're kind of boring, and she wants to do more and get better at dance, but the competition seems excessive, and, like, the day, her day would be, she'd go into school have forty minutes to do her homework, get changed, eat dinner, and then she'd dance from four thirty to seven fifteen, where she usually goes to bed at seven PM and then she'd go home and go to sleep. And I'm like, this seems wild because her team is six and seven year olds.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say seven seems to be pushing it on that age group. I know. For sure. Yeah, seven because you know, and a lot of the competition studios really uh they, I, it only gets worse from here, you know. By the know, time they're exactly. eight, they're there four or five days a week. Yeah, exactly.
2: And I feel like competition has—it's just become really, really intense. Like they're in the studio constantly, and.
4: It's wild. Yeah, and to what end?
2: I know, and that's the thing. It's like, so you spend your entire... I mean, I was in the studio constantly by the time I was a senior, but that was because I wanted to do duets and trios and solos and small groups. And like I did everything that I possibly could because that was my choice. But it seems like now the minimum that is asked of you is so much more than it used to be. And then you graduate, and then you, what? You spent all of your childhood at a dance studio
4: to and, and enter, to enter tiger woods he spent his whole child or enter so many uh, uh, athletes that spend their whole childhood whole, whole youth doing some competitive activity at extreme levels and what do they have when they're done uh nothing
2: well in the retirement right age right for a dancer yeah exactly in the retirement yeah. age for a dancer is like 27
3: is it really jesus
1: Well, I think what's interesting is that – I mean, there there are going to be special kids that just want to dance no matter what. But, you know, for the average kid who's not going to become a professional dancer, parents just really need to watch out because we're seeing in the dance industry – Hip replacements at 24 yeah. because they're cranking the turnout and they're cranking the extension God. beyond 180 degrees. Oh. Uh, you see the photos on social media, which parents, you shouldn't be posting those anyway because the they're creepy people out there are capturing the kids' leotard yeah. photos. Oh, yeah. You get where I'm going. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it's really something that is of concern. I have a friend who's 25 and had a double replacement oh my god and,
6: that, yeah. and that, those things terrible. oh well, that's like
2: i had a friend in at performance arts high school so we danced at school and then we went and then did dance at our respective studios after school but this was when we were in high school so we had the wherewithal to know like we wanted to do this and whatever because i'm like Fawn, she's six she would dance every single night if we let her because she just thinks it's fun but i'm like you don't I need to step in and be the parent and be like, hey, that seems excessive. But this one friend, she was so overly bendy that she would just be walking around and her hip would pop out of place. Oh. And she was 17 years old. Oh, yeah. God. And her turnout was, like, amazing. And her leg extensions were incredible. But then it would just be like, oh, I have to go to the hospital now.
6: It's like, to what? To
4: reduce her hip. If that's, you know, th- you. You know, it's, it's no one wants to admit that the things that children, the sports children play, whether it's football, whether it's baseball, whether it's any kind of thing, there are physical injuries that go with those things, and everybody turns a blind eye to that, and that changes <laughs> the person's quality of life moving forward.
5: Hey let me tell yeah. you, when I was a kid, I was playing Mario Party. <laughs> and, and they, they had these games where you have to twist the stick in a circle. Oh, and no. we used our palm. And we got the worst blister I have ever had <laughs> see, see, on I
1: my know, palm, you know, thanks to Mario Party. for life. Exactly. Carpal tunnel syndrome, though, is real. If yeah.
3: you're oh, on here we go.
4: So I, you, I think I, yeah, I, I, don't know. Some of these sports, you know, closed head injuries. Oh yeah, yeah I would never deal. want Ethan to play like, football? football. Hell no, oh, good no, not I wouldn't My
1: was a cheerleader and she got uh, three concussions during there her cheering career in high school to the point her doctor said, You are not allowed to pursue this in college. It is done for from you. falls or what? From falls, yeah. yeah. God.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, they, it's like they don't just dance anymore. They have to do, they have to yes. do gymnastics, it, yeah, yeah. Right. acro,
2: which Fawn is like loved her. She did an acro camp this summer and just, it was like just fun and exciting and she absolutely loved it. And She was like, Can I please do acro? And I'm like, yeah, you can do acro. That's fine, but With a that's helmet. but that's a part of it. They're they are. It's all matted and, yeah. and like With a helmet, yeah, they're very careful. It's not about
5: the falls. It's about landing wrong and twisting one of your joints out of yeah. place and that kind of thing. I know,
2: but I mean, they don't ask.
5: Well, no, at her age, yeah, at yeah. her age,
2: and so I'm it's like, for
5: fun yeah. at her age,
2: and. I mean, acro was never expected of anybody when I was in competition dance. Oh, I mean, every mean once it. in a while, you'd see somebody do an aerial, and it was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. But yeah. now it's like everybody has to be a contortionist, a gymnast, need a dancer.
1: Whack-tops. Yes, need everything for the, a professional dance career. And, you know, I just even thinking about this, you know, when we had the Tokyo Olympics in 2021, uh, everyone made a lot of people were just like, I cannot believe Simone Biles just quit. I don't think people understand the twisties. And what she was getting, like, yeah. she could not safely land any trick that went backwards. Otherwise, she probably would have sustained a life-threatening injury.
3: Oh, God. Well, and it became not...
1: a mental block, but I'm like, all of these things, like, you can't just, <laughs> you can't just go, you should go out there, you made the Olympics, you took someone's spot, it, it didn't, right. it, you know, it manifested itself at the Olympics, the timing stunk. Well, that's the thing
5: about it. these spectacle-based things, like sports and the Olympics and that sort of thing, it's people expect more every year, Yeah. and the only way to get more is to start younger, train harder, maybe do some drugs that you can't detect on tests quite yet, that sort of thing. But everything that you do to become the best will make you burn out that much faster. You
4: can't have you can't have a you can't have a. It's like having a uh, monoculture of, of of growth. If you only have one kind of tree growing, well, that's all there is. Mm-hmm. You cannot have a monoculture growing up as a child. You need different uh, diversity and things to do. There's a lot of stuff to do. There, you know, just so many things to do, yep. which are in some ways safer. You know, they may not be quite as exciting with regards to epinephrine release and, and serotonin release, but there are different things that they should try and consider doing. And I, I, I don't know. I, uh, I worry about. I, this I remember stuff. all those
0: years ago watching these little contortionist people on stage and thinking, why is this dance? Why they're just contortionists. It's a contortionist. spectacle, like I said. I know. Well, it's like I. I went to something people should want to do. I went to. Multiple
2: different dance recitals this year because it's like fun. I had her dance recital, and then I have a friend that choreographs at a different studio, so I went to that dance recital and all this stuff. And I don't even think I saw anybody do a pirouette.
1: Oh, which is a, a basic just,
2: technique. Yeah, like Turn, barely yeah, any turns, turns, barely any. That's because they're
5: old and boring now. People they're, want
2: yeah, new. Now everybody needs to be flipping yep. instead of mm-hmm. just like a basic. It's because of so you think
0: you can dance. Probably,
6: Ooh, probably oh, that probably did
0: play a role
2: in oh. it. <laughs> There, I
6: yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. I know,
0: so yes. you think you can dance really made people push everything, yeah? All right.
1: and, and in World of Dance, all expected tricks—they're like, "Where are your tricks?" They asked that. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, World of Dance. Yeah, that was yeah, all about
2: tricks.
6: Mm. tricks
3: Kristen has tricks. to go in two minutes, so I want to close with this really cool. I was watching the History Channel. I love, I love watching the History Channel. I watch it all the time. Just love it. And I don't even know where this was or when it was, but it, it's such a feel-good story in in many ways. <laughs> So this guy's driving along and he sees his other car floor it and peel out of a driveway to try to get in front of all the traffic. Not noticing there was a guy on a bicycle right in front oh. of him and he ran the guy over God. and trapped him under the car. So the bike he was trapped beneath the, the, the road, his bicycle, and the car. And he couldn't get out. He was hurt. This other guy gets out of his car, he's six three, weighs two seventy five, right? He walks over and picks up the—this is a full car, not some little, mm. you know, little deal. This is a full-size American car. Rush. He walks over, lifts up the car, they drag the guy out from under the car, sets it back down. They do an interview with the guy. They said, how on earth? He goes, well, I'm 6'3", I weigh 275. It wasn't that heavy.
6: <laughs> <laughs> mm.
3: Isn't that a great story? He, helped, he probably saved that kid's life. I'm sure he saved his life. Mm-hmm. But he was just so happy about it. He like, yeah, it wasn't that heavy. It was not that big. You know, because he could have gone, oh, I didn't think I could do it at first. It was really heavy, and I, I had to give my all. He's like, no, it wasn't that big a deal. Don't worry about it.
1: As I sit there with my five-pound weights in my arm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're almost there, Kristen. Five-pound no, weights to lift in a car. All right, so what do you got planned this week, sister?
1: Um, It's Emmy season, so we've got a lot of uh, parties. Yeah, they're back finally, which is is good. We did small parties last year, but, you know, it's nice to not do virtual, like, yay, let's celebrate the nominees um, on Zoom. We get to do it in person this year, which is nice.
3: That's a good thing. All right, young lady, we'll talk to you next Tuesday.
1: Sounds good to you then.
3: Thanks a lot. Kristen Burton, ladies and gentlemen. What was that? Oh, Did Jude. You know it was time to go. Jude
1: went
0: trotting.
3: Yeah, he heard the. Uh, Why? How does he know? You As soon you as say, you said.
0: You say, okay, all right, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. or whatever. Oh, as soon as I say, all right, ladies and yeah, gentlemen, you he starts howling. He, 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 he listens to you. Well, let's
3: he go. <laughs> let's hit the <laughs> yeah. road. He's but been one listening one person listens to what you're saying. At least
0: one person. At least somebody listens to Jude's you. Jude's
5: been listening to this show every day for his entire life,
0: if you think
3: about it. Yeah, he has. He's true.
0: He knows what's going on. Then he came
3: over with his Bernard IQ 92 uh. hat on, so that was good. <laughs>
0: We've got the allergy thing going
3: on. I, we do yeah, that. I Me too. Yesterday I was talking
2: yeah. to Fawn's teacher. She had her reading assessment at school, and I was talking to her. I was like, Dan, go out in the hallway with Fawn. I want to talk to the teacher for a little bit about just like a few things about Fawn's personality. And I started talking, and it was like... It sounded like I was going to start crying because I was like, I just want to, I was like, I just want
6: uh, uh. <laughs> 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 to, like I just want to, to break down. I
2: was like, there's just I'm going to be that kind of mom. <laughs> I, I mean, I am, but also not this time. This was a weird throat thing. Yeah.
6: All
3: right. That'll do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family on the Tom Bernard podcast. <laughs>